It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! It is the Custard TV Podcast, the uh, podcast that belongs to the CustardTV.com. And I must say, two big announcements before we start. I'm here, I'm Luke, I run the website and I'm joined as always by my ever faithful companion Matt. Good evening. Don't make me sound like a dog, but good evening. So, the two big, two big bits of news hmm? to start off with, Matt. One, you may notice Gary's not here. No. I have to say, your, you know your uh, intro, uh, you know, the thing that... It's, it's intro, never been right, has it? It's never right. When it was never like, right. when, when it was just you and Gary and I was on the show, I was on the <laughs> show every week and the thing would introduce you and Gary and that introduced <laughs> three of us and one of you two isn't here every week. I know, it's got to be changed. To, I may as well have like Scooby Doo on the list because <laughs> <laughs> he's never here either. Um, right, uh, two big bits of news. Gary's not here. He'll be back soon on the podcast. Uh, the other bit of news: I had a first bit of Vianetta that I, I haven't had Vianetta oh, for Vianetta. fifteen years, and I've just it's had original some. Original mint. Mint. Oh, nice. Yeah. Also, I prefer that because it means you don't have to bother brushing your teeth at night as well if you've had some mint Vianetta. <laughs> <laughs> still fresh. It's available, <laughs> yeah, we should say that. Uh, so this is the podcast where we talk to you about the latest TV news. We review the best and the worst on the box, and we get you involved with our social media questions. Speaking of getting involved, I'll hit the button to get in touch. Something to say? Get in touch with us now. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Have your input on the podcast? Twitter me at Luke Custard TV. Uh, I'm at Matt's TV Bites. Matt has two T's and there's some other T's in the Twitter name as we've uh, established. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. I would change if I was you. I would change my name by deed poll to my Twitter name, <laughs> and just whenever you were at parties, you go, "Hello, I'm Matt's TV Bites." That's with four T's. Four T's. <laughs> that would be an immediate talking point. <laughs> okay then. Why not? Yeah. Uh, do that by next week. Okay, then we'll do. And should we say Gary's at the Gary show as well? As he's not. Yeah, yeah, should yeah, we, should yeah, we yeah. delve into the news and say why Gary isn't here tonight? Or so- well, yeah, well, the thing, yeah, no. Don't even say the G word on the podcast. <laughs> the G, the G spot. 
Well, yeah, he isn't here. I'll let you explain why. Okay, he's not here. so we'll we'll delve into our our news section, our ever uh, ever popular news section, and we will start with the news that the uh, CBBC are this week launching a contest to find the uh, new Blue Peter presenter, and I believe somewhere Gary is off making a uh, paper mache uh, Tracy Island or something to that effect. Yes, uh, he was going to do a paper mache Harry Styles. Oh, really? But he ran out of stuff for the hair, so. <laughs> That's the, that's that's the latest. That's like, uh, uh, contemporary reference there, Luke. It's unusual. I know. <laughs> you with your Tracy Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's where he is. And uh, we wish him all the best. Do you know what? I've always thought there's a similarity between him and John Leslie. And I just hope that we see Gary on Blue Peter soon. Uh, maybe he'll end up presenting him. What was that weird thing John Leslie presented? I think, do you remember... It was Crime a... Watch. No, <laughs> it was a quiz show, uh, like a game show, a bit like Gladiators, but set in space. Oh, I know what you mean. Yes, let's. I don't know what it is, but as it's like Gladiators and set in space, let's call it Spaceiators and move on. Anyway. But yes, yeah, so best of luck to Gary. But I mean, I thought Blue Peter wasn't even on anymore. It's not on it's just... the main show because all the kids' stuff has been taken off the BBC One now, and it's all on the CBC. The BBC One. Sorry. The BBC, the BBC One. One, and is now on the CBBC, uh, and <laughs> so yeah, Blue Peter is still on. It's got that, you know, that northern blonde woman who does all the stunts and things for comic relief. She's still who? There. Carol Smiley. Sorry, Carol Smiley. Carol Smiley. No, is it Helen Skelton? Yes, I know. Yes, yeah. that is her. Yeah, I was. I was. She was my second guess after Helen. Maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe Gary has to sort of like you know tightrope over tight walk there. Tight walk rope. No, I can't even say that. Don't bother that. You always walk over, like, I don't know, a pit of snakes or something. I don't know. Maybe if you listen to his stories. New, uh, to present. If you listen to his stories, he's done that before. So yeah. it should be fairly easy for him. But he'll be back on the podcast soon once uh, Tracy Island is completed. Completed? Probably wrong. Uh, in other news, I uh, w- had the pleasure of going down to uh, uh, a hotel in London, not to stand outside and wait for Justin Bieber to make an appearance, but to uh, speak You've been to... waiting a while for that. I've been waiting a while, yeah. Um, but to speak to uh, Alan Davis, Rick Mail, Sheridan Smith and writer David Renwick about the upcoming return of everyone's favourite sleuth detective in a duffel coat, Jonathan Creek is going to be back... At Easter, we already knew this, with guest appearances by Nigel Planer and Joanna Lumley. Sarah Alexander's in there as well. And uh, it was announced at the event that David Renwick is writing three more episodes to be shown concurrently, they hope, next year. Um, I asked Sheridan about whether she was going to be back, and it's kind of up in the air because she's got a lot of stage commitments at the... Uh, Sheridan Smith in, in a lot of things. That doesn't happen very often, does it? Well, she struggles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's got a lot of stage commitments. Um, so, depending on when they can fit the filming in, but they're going to film the uh, the next three in September, October. Alan also revealed that QI, which is normally um, given in a series, like, commissioned one at a time, they've now given QI two more series, and that doesn't include the one that starts filming very soon. So there's a lot more QI and a lot more Jonathan Creek to come. Now, I don't think I've asked you. Are you, are you a Jonathan Creek fan? Cause I'm I don't mind fan. it. It's not something I would go out of my way to watch, but I think I've watched the last few. It's a, it's a good sort of... 
I'm assuming it's on, you say, Easter, and it's a good mm. sort of thing to have on over that, that time. I always think over the bank holiday weekend, it's nice sort of untaxing uh, TV, but it's still, you know, it's still clever in a way, and, it, and it's, it's something, it's extremely clever. It's something it's familiar to all of it. It's something, and it's, uh, what I would say about Jonathan Creek, it is a very British programme. That's uh, yes. one of the things you could say about it. But yeah, I wouldn't say I was like a massive fan, but I do... I do like it when I, when it's on. Good. Well, you'll like it at the Easter time. Um, Delia Smith to receive a special BAFTA. What's this? Best pies? Yes, best pies. Pie, the prize for the pies. Uh, no, Delia Smith, uh, the uh, the old, you know, BAFTA fellowship or whatever it is for TV, uh, basically for uh, ushering in the uh, TV chef phenomenon. And uh, she's the first uh, TV chef to ever win one, and yeah, uh, yeah. And there's a there's a special program I believe celebrating her uh, her achievements, and then obviously she'll get the bathroom. I think they did one for was it Joanna Lumley got one or something? Yes. Oh, Julie Walters, she's... Julie Walters, wasn't it? Did a bathroom yeah. special about her. Uh, so move on to the next. I, Sorry, go. Well, I always think just what we're talking about, Delia. Yeah. There's not that. There's not enough chefs on telly. No. There's never enough sh- cooking programs. No, no, or chefs, no, 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 no. I mean, it's like there's not the like a channel dedicated to it or anything. You'd no, maybe there'd be a couple. They're missing a trick there. Yeah. Um, people who love the Bake Off, talking of chefs, mm. imagine how much you're gonna love this next project. If you love cakes as much as you love sewing, the BBC are about to make your day. Yeah. The Great British Sewing Bee yeah. is coming to the BBC. Matt, like as our resident Knit One Pearl One <laughs> member of the group, ha- uh, knows all the information on this. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is where Gary is. He's, he's auditioning for this as well. He is. Perhaps, he's, perhaps I misunderstood. Perhaps he's knitting a Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, this is a new show uh, sort of to... Not cash in, but follow up from the the Bake Off. I think it's fair to say it's yeah. cash in. Okay, so this one's being hosted by Claudia Winkleman. It's a four-part series. Basically, uh, amateur sewing enthusiasts are put through their paces by a WI woman, and there's a lot of WI women. That's the new thing, isn't it? You got to have a WI woman in your in your judging lineup, and a Savile Row uh, tailor. And uh, I don't know what they win at the end. But then again, I don't know what they win on the Bake Off. I'd, I'd love if they won, like, a year's supply of wool yeah. at the end. Yeah. That'd be great. But, yeah, that's what? that's coming So I don't think it'll have the same impact as the Bake Off, but I'm assuming people who like the Bake Off will tune in. I just, I can't see it, it sort of being as sort of popular. Sewing isn't, isn't a sort of a, as universal a thing as baking. So. But we do want to say that we are in no way on this podcast anti-sewist. No. I think it's very important to say that. I will just say as well, while we're talking about the Bake Off, on Child of Our Time, which you can still get on, on uh, iPlayer, and was a brilliant, fascinating two-part documentary about these kids that we first met at the start of the millennium, they're now 13, I've done the maths for you, don't worry. Um, there was a girl on there who's very good at school, and she said, uh, I, I'm, I'm inspired every day by my mum and by Mary Berry. So, there you go. She's 13 and Mary Berry's uh, inspiring her. Uh, some American she's news... She's friends, isn't she? <laughs> I know. <laughs> some American news for our missing... Uh, yeah, Gary loves his Blue American Peter presenter. Uh, the following... <laughs> the following. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry, I missed on. the cover. <laughs> the uh, prime drama. The following. 
Comedy the Comedy's the Mindy Project, New Girl and Raising Hope, all renewed by Fox. 90210 is being cancelled by the CW. Yeah. That's that done. Uh, as far as something else coming back, it was announced on... Th th when did I speak to Kerry Goldman? Oh, it was announced this week that Derek... Sorry? Monday, was it? It would it would have been a day that yeah Monday it would have been Monday because I was out yesterday, uh, Monday that uh, Derek is uh, going to receive a second series. Ricky Gervais had already said that if Channel Four hadn't picked it up, he was going to make one anyway. So not a massive surprise. It was, however, a surprise to star Carrie Goldman, who, despite being Ricky's right hand woman on the show, had no idea it had been given a second series. So there's a chance she's not in the new lot. Um, also, not going out returns to the BBC in April, minus Tim Vine, which yeah. I think is a real shame. Well, he's he's too busy dancing like Justin Timberlake now, isn't he? Are you a fan of this? Because again, I this am. Is yeah, I, I, I I've always been a fan of not going out, but I did, with Tim without Tim Vine, I don't know. They're bringing in another male lead, or is it just going to be Lee? Mack not that I know of. Else? Not that I know yeah. of. But I think the the scenes between Lee and Tim. Yeah. With my, well, my favourite yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, because it's it that like the sort of, you know, disgusting northern bloke and the reserved, uh, you know, southerner. That was the sort of dynamic they had, and that's that that you know that's the only thing that's been you know the longevity of it in a way has been those two together. Well, it's it's had a rough patch. It's been cancelled a few times and brought back. So it was cancelled. I suppose I think after series three, wasn't it? It was cancelled mm. and brought back for series four. So five. I think uh, we should perhaps just be grateful that we are getting a yeah. unbelievable sixth series. But it did really well. The last the number five did really well, if I remember. It was on after how it I did got do, yeah, two, and it did quite well. Yeah. I love the the gag rate in not going. Yeah. out. it's just. There are some very clever gags in it, and but I, I d a lot of play on words. Yeah, but like without Tim Vine, I'm not sure. But there we go. We shall see. It does. For those wondering, though, Tim Vine's girlfriend, played by Katie Wicks, will be returning, and Katie has her own new mm. uh, sketch show with uh, Anna from Lead Balloon coming to Channel Four this week. Uh, on sorry tonight, I believe is not. I said this week, Matt. Yeah, that's okay. covered it. I'm just putting <laughs> more, more specific. I like the way I just called it Anna from Don't Lip fall out with well. me or you'll be talking to yourself. I'm happy to do that. I do that <laughs> most days. Um, okay. On Sky. On Sky. Uh, we know Mad Dogs is coming back for Series 3 and a special uh, for sort of Series 4 but more to tie up the loose ends. However, it's been announced that two Sky well-known ones that both begin with S have been axed. Spy, which uh, Darren Boyd won a BAFTA for not so long ago, uh, and Sinbad, which nobody won a BAFTA for, uh, <laughs> has been axed. Um, so yeah, and um, Alan Davis, not to plug his name again, was talking about uh, Darren Boyd because they were both in a series called White, which he's still very upset that they cancelled. I really liked White. So that was I really liked it, and it, it, Alan Davis apparently really liked it as well, and he was surprised that Spy wasn't getting a third series. Siobhan Fernanananananan. Isn't it Alright, I'm just going to say Siobhan, you say the rest. Siobhan Fernanan. Leaves Downton Abbey, but Shirley MacLaine is to return. Uh, Dame Maggie Smith? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. No, she's too, well, she's certainly, they've, they've done some. Uh, Showed some shots of the new series, and she's in those. The funeral of one of the characters who died in the Christmas special. 
But yeah, Siobhan Finneran, who, when I've watched it, has always been a, a highlight for me, has uh, revealed at the uh, the Syndicate uh, um, screening that she was no longer going to be playing O'Brien, the sort of evil maid. But as I say, Shirley MacLaine to play the uh, the mother-in-law, Hugh Bonneville's mother-in-law again uh, in the next series. Siobhan uh, Finneran is one of those actresses that I've liked for years. Mm. She's just is very good in everything. She's, she's the standout, in, one of the standouts of Downton Abbey, just because her character's sort of completely different from anything else. She's just really very evil and very, very good at playing that character. And if you happen to be a Siobhan Finneran fan, then you'll be able to catch her in the syndicate mm. in a couple of weeks' Banner. time on BBC One. Is that what they call yeah. themselves? That's what they are, like Beeberettes. Like Beeberettes, yeah. Yeah, you mean, Beeberettes. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I'm still watching Tracy Island. <laughs> okay, so that is the news. Not, not a great deal of news, but um, news nevertheless. Uh, and then we move on to the amazingly popular review section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This section of the podcast is so popular, it is often talked about by Matt and I when we're not even doing the podcast. No. That's how popular it is. Yeah. Are you impressed at them? Before we go on and talk about what's on, do you think we're we're in a good period for things? Oh, yeah, I am, things? yeah. Because obviously, I, a little plug for for my article on your website every week. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> every week. Um, every weekend is. Yeah, I, I write an article for the Custard TV and about what's been on the week before and. The, the, the sort of say two or three weeks ago, I was really struggling to put together like you know four programs, and the Utopia featured in there every week. Uh, and now uh, it is a, there's a lot to to pick from. I mean, this week we would be talking about like Lightfields and May Day and uh, heading out and Broadchurch. We've done a separate podcast for. We should should we just say that now? Yes, you can get that audio review Broadchurch. It's just myself. Gary, before he discovered he could knit, and Matt, uh, just raving about ITV's latest drama. There's also on the website now a clip of the superb Olivia Coleman uh, in episode two. So it won't give anything away. Don't worry. And but you yeah, can watch it. just just to follow up on something you said on the uh, on the podcast, it has done rather well in the ratings. Uh, Six point one five the overnight. So. Uh, that you know, that's but do you know what I found? And do you know what I found? What what surprised me is um, a lot of people loving the show, loving the writing, loving the twist, loving the yeah. cast. Particularly Olivia Coleman getting a lot of mention, but David Tennant not getting a ton. No, he's not getting a big mention. But I didn't notice until I watched it live yeah. uh, on Monday all the funny little things where he sort of zoned out for a bit. Yeah. I didn't really pick up on that so maybe his character's got a bit more to him mm. plus episode one made me really want a 99 and I did, I yeah I didn't that. notice Will Mellor was in it until the second episode <laughs> I didn't know was he in the first one yeah well he was credited yeah he's in he's certainly in there somewhere in the police station scenes uh, he got he's, he's credited in it news to me okay but yeah but yeah I think it's doing ever so well and uh, you can listen to our opinions on that on the uh, the separate audio review of Broadchurch, just stick Broadchurch in the search on the website thecustardtv.com, and you will see it. Uh, speaking of or hear it, I should say, uh, Food Glorious Food is the new low on ITV. Um, I mean, it's just, uh, 
talking about knitting, I mean, if there is such a in fact, I'm going to do a demonstration of of uh, Food Glorious Studio. You just need to be a bit imaginative if you're listening to this, right? I don't know if this will come across or not. I'll let you know, Luke. Can you hear that? What's that? Pain drain. No. no, that is me scraping the bottom of a barrel. Oh, when do you get a barrel? <laughs> well, I've just, I've, you say you don't have a barrel in the, in the room where we do a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, do we have anything in common? No, I don't. <laughs> but food, glorious food, uh, is basically we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You'd seen the uh, preview. Um, uh, the, I don't. It's a it's a cookery related show from Simon Cow's production company. Uh, it's it's basically a daytime show. I would say it's a bit Dickinson's Real Deal, a bit Antiques Roadshow. Obviously, there's some nods to the Bake Off in there. Basically, eccentric home chefs bring their sort of signature dishes to be tried by a panel of uh, judges, and the judges will then award rosettes, and then the rosette winners one one from each judge will be have their dishes judged in HQ, which was this weird big house somewhere, and then the the winning dish was revealed from that region, and then regional dishes will compete, and the uh, the ultimate prize being a uh, Marks and Spencers will uh, roll out their dish across all of their stores. Uh, I just think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fair enough to knock this, because it's a Simon Carroll idea, and people are saying, Simon Carroll, he just jumps on the bandwagon of things but normally he's much more original than this yeah this was incredibly dreary it did although it wasn't a direct rip-off of the bake-off uh, it did feel well, incredibly it had, yeah, similar bake-off a bit antiques roadshow because they're all outside aren't they with like mm. people gathered around small tables i'm mean, judges like lloyd grossman was just really annoying trying to do like the evil judge thing you had like quirky one who apparently was on master chef who has a big beehive and talk, he keeps talking about Anan. There's oh, the so, yeah. WI, another WI woman in this, and uh, James Parker Bowles, the son of Camilla, who actually, you know, was. I didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't mind Parker Bowles. He was not sort James. of the, you know, lovable food expert who couldn't really be nasty about anything. But the thing that really got me, and I know we've t- talked about this off the thing, was the last dish was uh, presented by a group of. Uh, Sort of mentally handicapped children from a, mm. you know, it was a college, wasn't it? For yeah, like a catering college for, uh, for children with uh, disabilities. And I've got nothing I, against that. I was just going to say that. Yeah, no, nothing against that. Nothing against you know, and it, what they were doing was really admirable. But the thing is, putting them against all these other sort of eccentric British eccentric chefs. It was like a different program altogether. It was like, and this is Simon Cowell is most emotionally manipulative. And as soon as you saw these kids rock up with the, you know, with their jelly, uh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I never thought I'd hear anyone say. You knew that they'd, uh, they'd <laughs> the whole spoiler alert that they'd win these, their first uh, heat of the, the kids thing. rocking up with their jelly. Uh, but you know what I mean. You knew that they're, and that's well, the, you've got the emotional manipulation. You've got sort of the you know the harsh judgments from Lloyd Grossman. It's all sort of very very Simon Cowell. Even though uh, Carol Vorderman, the host who doesn't add anything to it, has said Simon Cowell hasn't had any sort of influence in it. You can tell he has. Can I just add? One-
For Digitas, this is HPE Radio at ID 1HPE0349000, spot title HPE Episode 2, English Radio, 30 seconds long, mixed at Harbor on October 25th, 2023. So, how do we get AI right? Well, we need the right volume of data, the software to train it, and massive compute power, or... Another one bites the dust. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? But with HPE GreenLake, we get access to supercomputing to power AI at the scale we need, helping generate better insights. All right. Nice teamwork, guys. Search HPE GreenLake. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One thing yep. about Food Glorious yep. Food Go ahead. is that when, when I am often moved by TV. I'm not moved by by um, movies that often but I'm moved by TV but the times I'm moved by TV are the genuine moments the moments that you just feel are incredibly real and the thing is when uh, Food Glorious Food tried to make you feel a certain way you were just overcome by the feeling that they were trying to make you feel that way sort of in the same way that I'm not moved particularly by Derek Mm -hmm. because I think Ricky Gervais with his Coldplay montages and music and stuff is just trying to be too hard, uh, trying too hard to um, to make you feel a certain way. Whereas when David Brent was really upset in the office, yeah, that was more moving yeah. and more genuine. So I just wish that these sort of shows, uh, dare I say it, bake off full of charm yeah. and. Um, and food, glorious food. Just a cynical sort of commercial yeah. Uh, yeah. exercise. But uh, ITV, though, sort of redeemed themselves after food, glorious food. If we move on to Lightfield, the uh, supernatural. Uh... Actually, before we do, I want to just ask you one thing, yeah. and we'll make a quick prediction. There's nine episodes of food, glorious food. Episode two is on tonight. If the ratings continue to slide. Do you think it'll stay in yeah. at the 8pm slot? You have asked me this before off air, and, and my answer then was no. I reckon a move to daytime, uh, if, I mean, it's it's been bashed critically and bashed in the, you know, in the ratings. I don't know what it's up against on, on, on BBC. So is it that holiday programme with Angela Rippon? I'm not sure. Mm. But Yeah, and it, it was, oddly, it will soon be up against MasterChef. Oh, well then, no, it won't be. MasterChef's at nine, isn't it? No, they're moving it to... Uh, I, Matt, stop making me confused. Yeah, you probably... It's on 8 o'clock on a Thursday, and... Um, anyway, anyway, uh, 9 o'clock on a something. On a something. Uh, yeah. yeah. But we know our TV people. Anyway, should we move to Lightfield? <laughs> yes. Uh, which is a new sort of supernatural drama from the people who bought us uh, Marchlands in, uh, two years ago. This, again, is sort of a spooky property... Uh, it's uh, a. It starts in the 1940s, where there's this uh, family living in the uh, farmhouse called Lightfields, and they're all a bit ooh ah ooh ah, aren't they? It's. Uh, I don't know where they're meant to be exactly, but. 
Well, the, th the thing is about Lightfields is I really enjoyed Marchlands, yeah, and I know too. you did too. Yeah. And the one the one thing I didn't think about Marchlands was it needed a sequel. Mm. And I just feel like it's the same idea done slightly differently yeah. with a less talented cast, yeah. if I'm being really brutal. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, no, I would agree with that. I like the fact, though, that this one... Because uh, in the first series, the girl was sort of had drowned, hadn't she? And that was the the sort of mystery was why isn't she, why is she sort of still leaving the house? And the Anne Reed mother character never really knew how the accident happened, and she was always mm. sort of suspicious of what actually happened. In in uh, Lightfields, we don't know. There's a, it was a in the first episode, there was a young girl who sort of died after a fire in the barn at the farm. And uh, obviously that's sort of shrouded in mystery, and she's the sort of ghost this time. And in Marchlands, obviously we had the it was all like water because she uh, she drowned in this one. It's all sort of fire things, so like ovens just sort of randomly, you know, flare up, and people drop matches and things like that. I mean, for me, the the best bits are in the uh, in the nineteen seventies. The uh, with Carla Crome, who, who we like. Yes, that is the most um, interesting part for me. But the, uh, but I think the problem with it is I'm all too familiar with these ghost story cliches now, and I'm not too like I was I was drawn in by Jodie Whittaker's story in the mm. in the original Marchlands, and I haven't been as much as I agree with you about enjoying. Carla Chrome and Lucy Kohu's part yeah. in the 70s in this. I'm not as drawn in by it, and I do think I am watching it because I enjoyed Marchlands. But whether it needed a sequel is yeah, is debatable to me. But but well, it's five episodes. Chris Marshall it? as well with the you know he's yeah. being sort of the evil dude in the in the sort of. Also, I've never liked Sophie Thompson. That oh, much. Okay. Two wives of yeah. Phil Mitchell in this as well because Jill uh, yeah. as well as in that. She's quite, she's quite good actually, yeah. Jill Halfpenny. I said there was a patronising tonight. She's quite good, that actress yeah. on the telly. Should we do it? Yeah, it is good. May Day, should we do? Oh, have we got time to talk about May Day? We've got time to talk about May Day. We've got, we've got, how long have we got? 17 minutes so, yeah. to talk about May Day. <laughs> we've got time. Uh, five part drama. <laughs> oh, no. if, we'd have had more time. We'd have had more time had I not asked if we had time. Um, May Day. Five part uh, crime drama described by BBC One on Sunday night when it started as a thriller. They made the bold decision to make this quote unquote event television by stripping it across five nights. Mm. started on Sunday and uh, I've done the math for you again. Five nights, it'll finish on Thursday. Oh. Amazing cast of well-known faces, particularly Peter Firth, Leslie Manville, Sophie Okonedo, and Moonboy's dad. Just all and brilliant. And Aidan Gillen, you should say. And Aidan Gillen. But people had some issues with Mayday. Let's, let's talk about the good stuff about Mayday to start with. Okay, me. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's well, you. I, I quite like the fact, I mean... We've had we've had a lot of sort of drama this week uh, about sort of deaths, tragedies. I mean, in in May Day, it's a, a young girl who goes missing. A small community, and this community is very small. It's all sort of in the same housing estate. Uh, obviously, we've had Broadchurch and the crash. We might talk about as well in a minute. That that sort we of similar well. themes. Uh, and basically, I like the sort of claustrophobic nature of this place where 
everyone knew everyone's business. And I also really liked the Leslie Manville character, who was this sort of... Yes. Not a trophy wife, but like someone who, who had been a wife and, and mother rather than sort of lived her own life and was finding some things out about her husband that, that she didn't really quite like. Uh, the Sophie Okonedo, uh, Sophie Okonedo is amazing. I think she's the standout for me. She's a bit like the uh, Olivia Coleman uh, character, the sort of... Uh, she's a former policewoman in this who has sort of left the force to become a mother and is married to a um, a, uh, a policeman uh, but she's sort of the mystery sort of piques her interest and she wants to um, you know investigate it herself despite not being on the police force anymore but there are a lot, I mean do you want to speak about what you like about it and then we'll sort what, of what I like about, well, what I do like about it I like that it's extremely atmospheric and and that's done really well and, and the fact that you really don't know what to think about these characters I also like the fact that if you if you were to take it with a pinch of salt you'd probably really enjoy it actually it's because we sort of look at TV often in, an, in yeah. a too critical light yeah. but I think if you look at it as a piece of drama to enjoy and just in, just get sucked in because there were scenes that I was really sucked in by the one where the man climbed through the young girl's bedroom and stole her teddy bear for no reason mm. I was thinking about that when I got into bed and turned the lights off that night I'm not going to lie, I was <laughs> I was thinking, I'm keeping my teddy where I can see him um, and, and, I, and I do like the fact that they've got a lot of um, they've done a lot of plot and, and each plot is very is potentially very interesting but what I also worry about with drama like this because I've been sucking into these things before is that are there just so many cliches and red herrings that actually we don't get yeah. the right we don't get satisfactory reveals to any of them yeah um, right I mean some of the things I I wasn't a fan I mean a lot of the characters I don't I didn't find that likable I mean there's no one to sort of really. I mean, apart from Leslie Manville, who I sort of sympathised with, I didn't really. I didn't really care all that much. No, that is another it. thing. I was not. I was not moved. But I, I think. I think what they did wrong, and it's something I. I often say is, it wouldn't. I know the 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 opening sequence where the girl goes missing and you see her on her bike in the May Day parade, being stalked by all these peculiar people. I think they should spend on dramas like this a bit longer with the person that's about mm. to go missing yeah. so that you care about that person. Yeah. I mean, if I told you tomorrow that Todd Smith had gone missing and you had no idea who Todd Smith was, oh, that's a shame. then why why should you <laughs> yeah, care, no. really, about who about the, the fact that Tom, Todd Smith the, is the missing? The other thing is that I've, I, I've, watched, I've watched all of them now and I just, yeah. don't, I just struggle to believe any of this that is actually happening and there's a lot of it based around obviously because she is the May Queen it's a lot of based around like mythology and, and her sort of almost like being an amateur witch and things like that. Oh you're joking it doesn't go down that path. A little it? bit uh, sorry to spoil a little bit. No, uh, that I think you can't really spoil it because my 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 hopes but for it are quite it, low. But it is very, it is just very strange, and it doesn't feel. And I, you should say the same about Lightfields, but Lightfields doesn't sort of claim to base itself in like a proper reality. Really, it sort of it is. It can get away with certain things because it is one. You know, it's of that genre. 
Whereas May Day is almost presenting itself more like something like Broadchurch, which feels incredibly real. It's also worth mentioning that Ben Court and Caroline Ip, or Caroline Ip, I'm never sure, uh, are also responsible for Whitechapel, which is something I really enjoy. But Whitechapel, why I think I enjoy Whitechapel, Whitechapel knows it's mad and revels in it. And the audience knows it's sort of an odd, odd tone. I think May Day's got yeah. it's sort of unsettling would be a good. But then May Day, yeah, like you say, is trying to make you feel sorry for these characters. Mm. This young girl with a lot yeah. of promise has gone and, missing, and the the boy as well, the uh, Aidan Gillen's son, uh, who they've called Linus. Yeah. Why I don't know, uh, but yeah, Aidan Gillen's I mean, Everett. <laughs> you know, that. I also, I also struggled, and and that I, I struggled so much that I decided not to let it bother me, okay. uh, to believe that uh, the young girl who's gone missing and her twin who's smoking and kissing and all this was supposed to be fourteen. Yeah, I, I agree there. I just don't know, but but the good thing about it, Peter Firth, I thought was brilliant. I'm not really seeing him outside of spooks, and I, he was the most believable part about it for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, Leslie Mandeville well, did her part well. Okay. Um, something sort of new we're going to try on the on the podcast over the next few weeks is sort of getting some of your feedback on the programs we're talking about, and we put a little thing on Facebook and on uh, on Twitter just to on see Twitter. Twitter if anyone had any thoughts about uh, May Day, and we've had just a couple of responses on uh, uh, Twitter Pippa Pagger, which is at L one L Y. Potter, sort of Lily Potter, says she's watched all three episodes so far, but feels like she's missed something. Good acting, Good acting, though. And on <laughs> Facebook, Laura has just simply put, May Day is weird. So there you go. That, <laughs> that's, I think that's the thing. I think, I think we're not, we're used to in this country drama that deals with this subject, but we're, we're used to it being dealt with in a different way. And it is incredibly weird. Yeah. It's more tone than yeah, anything else, yeah. maybe. Should we, have we got time to just sort of uh, whip through these other uh, programmes? We've quickly? got nine minutes. nine minutes. Depends how big your whip is. Okay, let's talk, should we talk about heading out quickly? It's, it's the only yeah. other one on here that we've both seen. Yes. Uh, so Heading out is the Sue Perkins comedy about a, a vet played by Sue Perkins um, who has got only a couple of weeks before she has to come out to her parents as a lesbian, otherwise her friends have threatened to do it. Great cast, uh, Sue Perkins written and starring Nicola Walker in a comedic, in a comedic role and uh, favourite on this podcast, Joanna Scanlon mm-hmm. makes an appearance as well. Problems with heading out? It's not funny. No. Um, I just, I, there's an article in this week's Radio Times that... Um Alison Graham's written about how women often are sort of, you know, if if women aren't funny, they're sort of criticised more than men. And I find Sue Perkins incredibly funny when she's just being herself. But in this, it's almost I I don't I struggle to find it funny. I la- I mean, it's again like uh, comparing it to Mayday in a way. It's an odd sort of imbalance of tone where you've got the sort of 
mad cat slapstick stuff like she's trying to yes. do it. She's got this yes. dead cat in her bag and she's trying to get it It's from trying her. to be too many things. And, but at the, the same time, yeah. you know, you've got this sort of more human aspect to it where she all the stuff with her sort of not being able to tell her parents that she's gay, all that sort of stuff. And then Joanna Scanlon's just yeah. nutty. Who is this sort of... And, and, and poor old Nicola Walker, who's a fantastic actress. I don't know. I've seen the first two episodes now. I've got no idea who her character is at all. I... The other problem with it, and I think a lot of people tuning in would think this, you've got Sue Perkins mm. as a vet, yeah. and the whole time you're watching it, regardless of what's going on in the plot, all you can think of, and this is rare, all you can think of is that Sue Perkins. Yeah. You I, can't ever switch off from the fact that that's Sue Perkins. Last week to uh, Simon Amstel in Grandma's house in the sort of their acting abilities were sort of uh, null and void uh, in terms of... Do you know what I mean there? Sort of, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. You, you're trying to take away sometimes the personality mm. is bigger with, than the show I suppose with grandma's house though he was sort of playing a version of himself so he could sort of get away with well also with grandma's house the ensemble yeah. cast made it yeah. and Simon I'm still I, mean, I really like as you say there's a lot of really good uh, actors in there I like um, is it Dominic Savage is that the actor's yes. name who's in yeah. who's very good in trolley does this sort of and in, in uh, heading out he plays like the friend who's a bit sort of OCD but there are. It is very basic. It is very sort of basic gags. It's it's very. I'd say it was a likable sitcom, and it's something that I want to like because of you know I like everyone in it. But it you just feel isn't very funny, and you're right. Occasionally on telly, and I, I felt this a lot since I've been taking it a bit more seriously. That there are things on that you feel like you should give more ch- more time and mm-hmm. more chances to because of who's involved yeah. in it. But if you looked at it as a new sitcom, Heading Out offers nothing. You're not going to laugh no. out loud. You're not... E- I mean, maybe I was just jaded about it by the time episode two came around. I don't think I smiled. I don't think I ever got got into it at all. And I don't think that, it, that it'll come back for a second series. That being said, Sue Perkins just is brilliant, yeah. but not, not in this format. No, 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 no. I, like, I really like Sue Perkins, as you say. You can't separate it from it being Sue Perkins at the end of the day. I know she, she wants to make a sitcom about sort of, you know, her trying to come out to her parents. And maybe she missed a trick in doing it more, maybe more like a grandma's house, playing sort of a version of herself. Maybe. I don't know. It just. But, but why can't it be? I mean, that could be an interesting sitcom. Hmm. Why make her a vet? Why yeah, have I her on a scan? And I mean, I read, I read that somewhere that she just decided to set it in a vet's office because she knew about animals or something like that. So there was an interview. I think again, it was in the Radio Times where it's sort of her making of the sitcom. So, but yeah, it's not something because it could have been a bit like Lead Balloon. Mm. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ellen, I suppose you could thing. put in there as yeah. sort of the. American equivalent. It could have had that sort of feel to it, mm. but it didn't. I didn't see. Uh, epi- I haven't seen both episodes of The Crash on BBC Three. I just want to talk about this very yeah. briefly oh, to yeah, say. Yeah, both seen that, haven't we? It is the sort of thing that BBC Three should be showing mm. to a young audience, yeah. and I applaud them for it. It's. I think because it's called The Crash, and you know there's a crash coming. You're already quite nervous and quite apprehensive about what's going to happen and how is it going to take. It's uh, inspired by true events, and if you are of a certain age, 
particularly BBC Three's demographic, yeah. they have got it spot on. This is exactly. I remember they did a, th a thing a few years ago called "Only Stupid Cows Text and Text and Drive," mm. about uh, two young girls who were texting oh, okay. and were in a car accident. Okay. And the crash is full of familiar faces: yeah. Sasha, pa Sasha Parkinson from Coronation Street, Josh Bolt from um, from Everything, Last Tango and Halifax. And uh, Darcy Isa from Waterloo and Road. The other girl well. is also from Waterloo Road. The other blonde girl, um, Georgia Henshaw. Yes. Same Waterloo yes. Road. And, and um, Lily Loveless. Lily Loveless, who was, for me, the standout in, in the crash. She, she for me, that just that scene after they've had the car crash and she's just sort of stumbling around and, and uh, you know, seeing which of her friends are sort of, you know, have made it sort of thing. But for me, it wasn't that I, long I, ago think we were talking. I enjoyed, uh, the, as you say, the, the crash definitely, what the, the actual car crash was the best bit about it. For me, the mm. sort of the all the sort of schooly stuff, I think some of the dialogue didn't really r ring true for me. And I think that's but partly down to the sort of the scripting. I saw it was by some guy who'd sort of done some like Law and Order UK and some other things like that hadn't really worked, you know, mainly for sort of scripting young people. But what I would say as well is that the cast had really sort of really good chemistry, and it might be because mm. a lot of them know each other sort of out, you know, work together. It goes back. It goes back to that old thing of believability. Yeah. I believe these people were friends. I believed that they were friends for a long time and that they all knew each other well. And I and I and that's what made mm. perhaps the crash more. Yeah, probably, I mean, yes. the, the fact that I wasn't sat here going, all right, when's the crash going to yeah, happen? Yeah. And it, it also did what I just said about Mayday, was yeah. we we met the characters before the crash yeah. so that we cared about well, them yeah, when it, the crash Basically, happened. he goes, you know, you have the crash quite early on, then it flashes back. And I know that's something you don't really like that much, but you didn't mind. No, but it worked here. Yeah, it worked, it worked here. here. Yeah, no, I, um, I liked it, but again, I'm not sure now we've had the crash, what's going to happen is all sort of the emotional after effects of what's going to happen to the driver and things like that and yeah but yeah but it's it's poignant and well written and worth a bbc3 i'm not saying this sort of thing should be on bbc1 but a bbc3 yeah. audience we were talking not that long ago about what bbc3 was for and this is the sort of thing it's for it's to tell a young audience look use this as an example and i think a lot of people will so good on them uh, we've only got a few more minutes, preview. and when I say a few, I mean less than two. Okay, so, uh, so let's just preview some stuff. Yeah, shall I, uh, shall I rush through these, the previews? Uh, so yes, pop, you pop. Tonight on BBC4, 10 o'clock, uh, Parks and Recreation, new uh, US sitcom. It's been around in the States now for about three or four years, and it's airing in Britain for the first time. Uh, those who have seen it really like it. Amy Poller stars in the lead role. Uh, also tonight, uh, Channel 4, 10.35, Anna and Katie, which Luke was talking about earlier with... Uh, it's on this week. Yeah, Anna Crilly from Le Balloon, Katie Wick from Not Going Out. <laughs> uh, sketch show, some impressions, I believe Lee Max guest starring as well tonight on that one. Uh, tomorrow night at 7, there's a, a comic relief uh, event with uh, Graham Norton where he's trying to break, I think it's the record for the most questions asked. 40 seconds. Show. Okay, uh, that's 7 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night at 10, Channel 4 Goggle Box, which is basically clips of people watching TV and talking about it. I don't know where they got. Me and Matt aren't on it. Yeah, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, BBC One uh, Sunday night, nine o'clock. Twenty-five seconds. This new uh, Douglas Henshaw uh, crime drama and BBC Three. We gotta go, Matt. We gotta go. Sunday. Stop talking about telly. Uh, at Luke Custard friend. TV or at Matt's TV Bites on Twitter. We'll be back next time with or without Gary, depending on how Harry Styles is going. Take care. Download the podcast from thecustardtv.com. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.